Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler show you what it takes to become a top 10% performer in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler. My co-host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, is on the line. And between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders and executives to perform in the top 10%. And today we're very excited to interview Susan Butler. Susan is the author of Become the CEO of You, Incorporated. She's a pioneer, uh, pioneering executive, a coach, and an accomplished business leader who shaped her career at Accenture, one of the world's leading management consulting and outsourcing organizations. Following her retirement in 2002, she founded the Susan Buckley Butler Institute for the Development of Women Leaders, a power center for resources related to women and leadership. And, you know, uh, Kathy and I, we want to bring you the best in current leadership topics, interviews with proven leaders, and we always want to provide evidence-based best practices to help you develop more leaders in your organization. And now let me welcome uh, my co-host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, to the call. Kathy. Hey, Riley, how are you? Good, Good to uh, be here with you today and to welcome uh, not only uh, one of uh, our new and foremost uh, authorities in creating powerful leaders uh, from the inside out, um, but also uh, a delight to um, be able to say that Susan is one of my mentors and uh, is very instrumental in who I, be- who I have become as a person and a leader. And that brings me to the point of interest that all of our listeners tune in for, and that is what we know about leaders and how we know that leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. And what we try to share in all of our shows are, as Relly and I like to present to you, fact-based information about how to create more leaders, what you learn in all of our shows are how to develop more leaders in your organization, what happy companies know about performance and emotional intelligence, and, of course, positive psychology strategies that you can use to help build your organization. We love to talk about work-life balance practices and gender and generational differences. And recently, uh, Relly and I were pleased to be... Um, uh, partners on a panel with the uh, Neuroscience Leadership Group in New York. So we are very blessed to know many people who are helping all of you get better self-management tools to be your best. So, Riley, let's talk about maybe some of the fact-based information that we can share with our audience. Sure. Thanks, Kathy. And we always like to start with at least what's some of the evidence that we know. There's a lot of you know great leadership theories, but we really like to at least present things that are not only theories but backed up with good research. And why do we talk about leaders so much in leadership development news? Uh, well, leaders have 50 to 70% influence over the climate of the team. So if you're a leader, that's the influence over the team in regards to standards, uh, responsibility, empowerment. And the reason is leaders are the emotional thermostat for their team. Emotions are contagious. And we know to get someone in the top 10%, which is we're, we're focusing on our tips and strategies for you, usually is a combination of emotional intelligence and other strategies. As a leader moves up the corporate ladder, more and more of their success relies on emotional intelligence 
uh, in regards to IQ and technical expertise. And we also know that leaders in the top 10% produce twice as much revenue as leaders in the 11th to 89th percentile. So that's why we're focusing so much on getting you and your leaders into the top 10%. And if you have training that's helpful in productivity, there's usually about a 22% boost uh, in productivity if you have training. But if you add coaching, both Kathy and I are certified coaches, to the training as a follow-up, there's about an 88% boost in productivity. And we also know um, that you can increase performance by as much as 77% while increasing your life and professional satisfaction by as much as 50% with coaching. And both Kathy and I bring coaching networks to your organization, and we are basically know that studies show that happiness is tied to profit by more than 93%. If you want more information about uh, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, her website is www.h2cleadership.com for her happiness books, tools, speaking keynotes, leadership, and coaching services. If you're interested in me, Dr. Rowan Nadler, my website is www.truenorthleadership.com for emotional intelligence tools, books, speaking keynotes, leadership, and coaching boot camps. And Kathy, do you want to introduce us to Susan? Oh, it would be more than an honor. For those of you who are listening, we're going to talk about one aspect uh, of Susan Butler and her work today. Um, She is a tremendous asset uh, to any organization, but I was fortunate enough uh, to be among the women at Accenture who were personally mentored and guided by Susan and her gifted work um, Susan, uh, by the way, will tell you a lot about herself, but uh, she is a remarkable human being, and uh, she's now uh, a career-focused executive coach. She's an international speaker, a mentor, and a leader of change. Her mission is to impact zillions of women. I love saying that. Not billions, zillions, and she is really, truly helping them to develop their leadership potential and make bold changes to improve their lives and, as a result, improve the lives of others. Susan's principles are rooted in her proprietary four-part make-it-happen model, and she credits most of her own success in propelling her career from um, Abingdon, Illinois, uh, to her place as one of America's foremost women executives. Susan holds a Bachelor of Science degree, Uh, in industrial management, and she has an honorary doctorate from Purdue, and she is just a wonderful philanthropist who is, gosh, we we say paying it forward to the future nowadays and and the generations that she is uh, giving her good thought and uh, leadership to or funding great things around the world. She is the, um, the Susan Buckley Butler Chair in Operations Management at Purdue's Cranert School. She has started uh, the Susan Buckley Butler Institute for Leadership Excellence. She has a wonderful newsletter, which I hope you will all get, and we'll find out how to connect to Susan in today's show. She has a wonderful set of women's archives, which you can access as well through her website, and we'll get that information to you as well. And she has recently endowed a scholarship and awards for outstanding students at Purdue and Simmons College. She has received the Sagamore of the Wabash Award, the highest honor bestowed by the governor of Indiana for distinguished service to the state. She is a member of the Committee of 200 and the PEO. um, It's an organization focused on the education of women. In 2001, Upside Magazine named Susan to its list 
of the 50 most remarkable women in technology. And these are women who have truly moved the industry forward. So, Susan, thank you. Thank you so much for all of the work that you are doing on behalf of all of us in the leadership realm. And thank you for being here with us today on Leadership Development News. Thank you so much, Kathy and Riley, for inviting me to be a part of your show and for all those compliments, uh, Kathy. Uh, I've obviously uh, enjoyed everything that I've done and working with you uh, through our years at Accenture, so it's been terrific. So I'm just delighted to be here with you and your audience. Well, great. Thanks, Susan. I'm going to start off the uh, questions for you. We have a, a lot of questions we want to pick your brain about. But you certainly had quite a successful career in the corporate world, starting back in 1965 when you joined Arthur Anderson and Company uh, as its first professional female employee and later became the first woman partner of Anderson Consulting, now Accenture. Uh, now, as we mentioned, you are the CEO of Susan Buckley Butler Institute for the Development of Women Leaders. And in retrospect, was this part of your overall plan to be a leader for women you know, as well as an expert in helping people shape their lives and plan for the future. You know, uh, was this part of the goals, or what were your goals? Well, really, you know, uh, I, I wish that I could say, yes, I had this grandiose plan, and, and it worked out famously. But um, when I went to Purdue, I was going, I went over there in their home ex school so that I could go back to Galesburg, Illinois, and buy two apparel stores. I decided to do this when I was a junior in high school, if you can believe that. Huh. And, and, you know, obviously things changed along the way. Um, I did uh, change from home economics to uh, the Cranard School uh, after my freshman year, and the rest is, is history. Uh, you mentioned I was the first woman hired by Arthur Anderson and Company. With the help of, of many people, I talk about how we can't do things by ourselves, and we can't. I had a lot of help to... Uh, make that happen. But I have to say that it, my, my life and, and where it all started was probably with my parents when they mentioned to me many times, Susan, you can do anything you set your mind to do. And it's still amazing to me that some people have never heard that before. Um, and it's really important for everyone to realize, and if this is the first time they've ever heard it, you know, you can do anything you set your mind to do. So, I um, I have to say that when I first started at Arthur Anderson, I had a job. I mean, people thought I was a career person, but, you know, I for the first four years, I really wasn't thinking long-term at all. I was doing everything that people, you know, assigned me to do. And one day, uh, you know, after about four years, I didn't get promoted when I thought I was going to. It was a devastating fact. And... Uh, and it was then that I realized that I had to take a more of a proactive role in, in, in my career. And so uh, I, I did that. I, I, I had to find out, well, what did I have to, what skills and responsibilities did I have to have in order to get the next promotion? What roles and responsibilities were my peers getting that I wasn't, and they got promoted? So that was when I really started in my, in you know, like around my book says, to become the CEO of Me, Inc., to make things happen for me. And I have to say that it was about a three- to five-year chunk of time that I would kind of develop an aspiration and then achieve that and then go out for another three to five years. So um, it was not a long-term plan. 
as you can see. During my time, though, being the first woman in senior roles for several years, I started mentoring women then because I wanted them to see, you know, what what I looked like and what I acted like. And, and in those days, I wasn't a man in a skirt, and I never was a man in a skirt. I, I uh, really reached out to the women and helped them be all they could be, and that's just continued on to what I'm doing now in my Institute to, for the Development of Women Leaders, helping women and men, uh, helping people be all they can be. You know, Susan, as you're talking, um, I want to mention a couple things and then get some more insight on you. Um, we're going to go to a quick break, and we'll be right back, so hold that thought. And you're listening to Leadership Development News, and we have guest today, Susan Buckley Butler, and we'll be right back. The bottom line in business. Voice America Business. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50 to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business form. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group training, and as an electrifying conference speaker for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and H2C to your team, visit her blog at kathygreenberg.com. That's Kathy with a C, Greenberg.com. And click on the H2C link. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business.
You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking today with Susan Buckley-Butler, She's the author of Becoming the CEO of, of You, Incorporated. We'll hear more about the book and some of the key uh, points in there. But before the break, Kathy, you were uh, asking a question. Why don't we go back to that? Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know if people really um, understand the profound impact that Susan uh, has had on many, many people in their careers and has, has written a book about this so that she can help zillions more. But I want to just make a quick point, and that is, uh, Susan, you came into what was Arthur Anderson uh, in what year? Okay, 1965. She was the first female to be made a partner in that firm. Now, this is an interesting data point. In 1995, I was the first female partner to be brought in from the outside, meaning I was hired in as a partner. And, and, Susan, we didn't do that very much, did we? Okay, so the point I want to make to our listening audience is that was a 30-year hiatus, um, a 30-year transformation, a 30-year track record. And it's not a make-wrong. It's simply a model I want to put out there for everybody who's listening in to this story today because many of us think that, what we are doing as women leaders in today's corporate America, profit or not-for-profit, has changed dramatically in the past decade. And there are still only 2% of us on boards, and there are still less than that as CEOs across the nation. And that's not a make-wrong. It is just a fact, and we like to be fact-based. So as we go forward and talk to Susan, I want you to start off before you get into the book. We want to get into the Make It Happen model, but can you talk a little bit about who influenced you to become the person you have become? Well, so uh, with that, you want to kind of get into, you know, exactly 
what mo- helped you um, get motivated to write this book, Susan? And the book is Becoming the CEO of You Incorporated, a Pioneer Executive Shares Our Secrets for Career Success. And there's plenty of self-help books and career books out there. What kind of feedback have you gotten from readers? And why is this book different than other self-help books in the bookstore? And, and then how, re- how recent is this book? Well, uh, really, thank you uh, for the introduction to my book. Uh, I, you know, many people said, Susan, you were the first in so many places. You need to write a book. And I didn't want to write a biography. And so what I decided that I would do is I would write a book about how I made my career happen because uh, I said many, many times while I was working, and, and I think it's demonstrated that I proactively uh, made things happen for me rather than let things happen to me. And I decided that, yes, there were a lot of career books out there, and there were a lot that, that you know, I read myself to get tips and techniques about how to move my, my uh, career forward. But I didn't find one out there that really told me how to make my career happen. I'm a pretty logical person. I was um, involved in the computer, well, obviously, for 36 years. I was in computers, and, and I was a computer programmer, and I think very logically. So I needed a logical plan as to how I'm going to move from where I am today to where I want to be tomorrow. And that's what I did for myself, and that's what I wanted to share with people. Because building your career, you know, is an awesome thing. But if you can bring this into reality, into a few, I won't say simple steps, but easy steps to understand, it's, it's going to be easier for you to implement them. And that's what I've documented in my book is how to make things happen for you rather than let things happen to you. What, what happens... Um, kind of at the meat of the subject we're talking about, what happens when we take responsibility for ourselves, just as you're saying we should in Become the CEO of You? Well, first of all, um, I have to talk to people, or I find myself talking to people about how important it is to take responsibility of ourselves. I was speaking to 150 students the other day, and it was the first time that they, they, they were, you know, juniors and seniors in college, and they, that was the first time they had really taught, thought about, gee, I'm in charge. I need to make things happen for me. So it's, it's a, a new concept that says you're responsible, and then I follow that up and say, well, you know, if you're not taking responsibility of who it is you want to be, then who is? Or who have you outsourced it to? Because somebody, whether it's your faculty in the, you know, at, at Purdue or your peers or whoever, somebody is influencing you. And, and are you really outsourcing who you want to be to somebody or are you really saying, you know, this is what I want to do with my life. This is, this is the difference I want to make while I'm here on earth. This is where I see myself going and making it happen for yourself rather than just letting something happen to you. Can you just build on that idea of who are you outsourcing it to? Who are you outsourcing the responsibility for your success to? <laughs> well, I mean, it depends on, on who you are and where you are. 
you know, I've had um, a woman come up to me after my my uh, talk, and uh, she said, you know, I'm who my husband wanted me to be, hmm. as an example. Um, uh, I think kids today are getting a lot of input from their parents, probably more than, than we did uh, when we were growing up. But um, I think we're getting input from everywhere. Uh, people on the TV, we're getting input from the news, we're getting input from all of the, the uh, positive and negative things that are going on in the newspaper. Uh, everybody's giving us a to-do list. You should do this. You should do that. Well, that's all good input. But what do you really want to do? What do you aspire? Where do you see yourself? Envision yourself in the future. A big question that I ask people is, is what do you want to say you've accomplished in three to five years? When I went out to lunch right after I'd retired with the dean of the business school here at the University of Arizona, he said, Susan, what do you want to say you've accomplished in five years? I had no idea. I didn't have an answer to that question. But by the, input, by the end of that lunch, I said, Mark, I want to have impacted zillions, and that's, I have no idea where that word came from, Zillions of women and girls. And that's what's been my North Star since that lunch. That's how I spend my time. That's what I do. That's, you know, I invest my time in that way. Well, Susan, these are, these are great uh, points, and I can he- just hear the passion in your voice. <laughs> and I imagine your audience uh, also hears because, like we said, emotions are contagious and it gets the listener excited. And I think the questions you are asking are quite provocative where people really have to reflect. And I think going back to what Kathy and I know about the generations today have so much input coming in that part of it is they don't even take the time to reflect to ask those questions. And I wanted to uh, ask you about your, uh, in your book, you stress the importance of having a plan for your career life, you know, a framework around which you can, you can build smart decisions. And then you talk about adopting a CEO mindset and maybe you can you can add to uh, what you mean by that of the CEO mindset. Well, I think that one of the things we we all need to do, and and this actually came out in a discussion with the cohort group that was that Kathy was a part of last week. Um, but we were we were you know talking about well you know I have my family I have you know my community I have my my job. You know, I have all of these, and I got all these things going on, so what do I do? Well, we came away from that that, uh, meeting saying, you know, we all have one life. Why are we trying to compartmentalize it so much? We have one life, and one of the senior women at at Accenture talks about, I have one to-do list. She has a family. She has a husband. She, you know... She has one to-do list, and I, I used to say, when people say, Susan, how do you do it all? I say, you know, I have one life, and, and I, I have one to-do list, and you know what? I can make things happen if I want to really badly enough, whether it's going to a, a football game or doing work or getting, you know, the A-list I can make happen in most cases um, just by saying, I want to make it happen for me rather than let it happen to me. But the make it happen model, there's four easy steps. 
first you're a CEO. You're the one that's, that's coming up with the direction of where it is you want to take, hopefully, your life, which includes your career. And the four steps are, what is your vision? Oh, Susan, hold on to that thought. <laughs> we, we don't want to miss a single word of this. Okay. This is uh, Leadership Development News, and we're going to come right back after this break. And Susan Buckley Butler is going to tell us the four make-it-happen steps to being a successful CEO of you. So don't go away. We'll be right back. The bottom line in business, Voice America Business. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50 to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group training, and as an electrifying conference speaker for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and H2C to your team, visit her blog at kathygreenberg.com. That's Kathy with a C, greenberg.com. And click on the H2C link. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers, with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with uh, Susan Butler, the author of Become the CEO of You. And, Susan, you were talking about your make-it-happen model, four key steps just before the break. And so why don't we get back to that. What's the first step to, in the make-it-happen model? Right. Well, I that, you know, 
you're the CEO of you, you said, okay, I'm going to be in charge of my life and I'm going to make it happen. So the obvious thing is, now what do you do as a CEO? And the first thing is to develop your vision. Like any company, CEO develops a strategy for their company. Well, this is your company, you Inc., and you need to develop your strategy or your vision of where it is you see yourself going. Perhaps in the next, I mean, maybe you think longer term than the three to five years. I had somebody the other day say, you know, I'm ultimately going to start my own um, airline, of all things. That was his, he's a junior in college now, but that was his total, I mean, that was his ultimate aspiration. But what is your aspiration? Maybe it's only in a year. Maybe it's three to five years. And then who's on your team to help make it happen? I think people believe that they have to do it all by themselves, and and that's not true. Uh, None of us got to where we are today by ourselves and uh, we shouldn't think that we have to develop our careers by ourselves. And the, the team is very important to us, mentors, role models, coaches, people that, that have the role that you wanna, want to aspire to. They're all on your team to help make things happen. And then putting a plan together to get you from where you are today to where you want to be in, in whatever timeline, the three to five years or ultimately a, a more broader, uh, more aspirational timeline. But then lastly is to navigate your journey every day. Take every project that you have and say, okay, now what's in it for me? How am I going to develop my product? Because every company has a product. But my product has to be comparable to what it needs to be to achieve my aspiration. So how am I going to develop my product every day? Because your product from yesterday, even all of us, today it's different. And tomorrow, hopefully, it'll be different again. So it's navigating your journey every day. You're marketing yourself every day. You're the chief marketing officer. Um, As I say, you're building your product every day. And you're building your packaging the image that you leave with others. Um, So there's really seven things, but the key, the four points for the make it happen model are, you know, your aspiration, your team, your plan, and then navigating the journey every day. You know, I'm writing this down, and uh, it's very exciting to know whenever we learn a model uh, that it's so simple if we just put it in perspective and learn a few words to I to identify with it and you've given me some words here I think you said aspire plan team uh, and navigate is there is there a special order or can we have those in any order well I think I think you will go back and forward I mean this isn't a, a unique four-step model because anything you do one you begin with the end in mind you know taking the old Covey words, right? Begin with the end in mind, which is your aspiration. Put your team together to figure out how you're going to make that happen. Put a plan together so you know where you are against the time frame, and then work the plan every day. So it's not that unusual thing. It's just that we don't do it for ourselves. And I think the hardest thing for us is to say, okay, um, you know, what do I want to do? I mean, I've got all these things. i got... And I say focus, focus, focus. But the hardest thing is to 
really say, what is it that I want to aspire to be? And those are such great questions. I think when you think about most people spend more time kind of learning how to drive a car than they learn to how to drive their life. Exactly. You know, as, as far as coursework and thinking about it and studying about it. Exactly right. And, you know, the old, the, what is it, the quote that says, if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. <laughs> right. Well, well so let's, that's, that's letting things happen for you rather than making things happen to you. Well, let's, let's go back to uh, the first step, and maybe we'll, go, uh, we'll talk a little bit about some of these key steps. So how do you create a clear vision for what's important? Are, are there any maybe tips for our listeners? Because, uh, you know, I imagine for, for a lot of people you said focus is an issue, and they may have, instead of one thing, they may have five things, and, and then, like you're saying, maybe not focus on any one of them. Right. One of the things that I, I ask people is, you know, what difference do you want to make? What really gets you excited about about what you could do with your life. And that's something they don't usually think about either. Uh, that's why you need a coach, <laughs> you know, to help you uh, along with, with uh, finding the answers to these, these uh, hard questions. I always, I always say, okay, look at who you are now and wh- what kinds of things do you like? What do you dream about? Because, you know, goals, someone said goals are only dreams with a deadline. What do you dream about being? What go, listen to your thoughts. What's going through your head? Listen to the people that you really like. You know, what do they do? Um, some people are, I mean, obviously when you're in college, you're, you've got a major. Why are you in that major? Because somebody told you to or because you really got excited about what you were learning? Um, and then talk to people that have graduated out of that major. What do they do? One of the goals that that I've never had, but it's a simple, and not a simple one, but is, you know, people think, well, I want to run a marathon. Well, that's very goal-oriented. Maybe by this time next year they want to have said they've run a marathon. Well, you have to envision yourself going across that finish line before you can say, wow, that's something I can do. That's why I say picture yourself in the role that you want and then talk to people. And, and see if this is an aspiration that you can really achieve and what the time frame is. When, when you're um, talking about the kind of the support of a coach, you also talk in the book about the support team. You know, what, can you talk a little bit about what are their roles and, and where do we find them? And, you know, I'm, I'm real big on a personal uh, board of directors for how I operate my life. So how do you, how do you choose the right folks uh, as you say, to be on that uh, board of directors, and and how how does all that fit together? Well, it it is like any company has a board of directors or board of advisors, and that's what I'm I'm calling the team, uh, people that can give you advice and counsel along the way. Um, you know, everybody I talked to this week at Purdue, I must have touched 250 people, and I said, you know, I'm on your team. If you want me to be on your team. But they need to reach out to me and be interactive on the Internet or, or email or whatever. Um, you know, Kathy, when you came on board, uh, I don't exactly remember the early days, but, you know, we got together and we got on each other's team. I mean, we didn't, you know, say, Kathy, will you be on my team or I see, you know, um, vice versa, but we kind of just, you know, connected. 
and decided that, you know, you were somebody that I wanted to um, associate with and I was somebody that you wanted to associate with. Um, it's people that your, your supervisor, it's your, your faculty um, at wherever you went to school, they're still on your team if you need them, but you need to ask. You're the one in charge of your team, and you're the one that needs to be proactive in inviting people into helping you uh, with your decisions. Everybody will help. I mean, all you have to do is say, could I hear, know a little bit more about your background and how you got to where you are and, and some of the things that you might be able to tell me about my career? Because that's where I want to be, where you are. So with that, uh, so that's the part of the second step. First step is what's your vision. Uh, second is who's your team that you're talking right. about. And I think one of the things on your team uh, also is can be someone as a coach. Absolutely you know, right. It, Go ahead. That's so funny, Riley, because, um, uh, <laughs> you know, I was talking, I mean, I, I am a coach, I, you know, but somebody asked me not too long ago, Susan, do you have a coach? Uh-huh. <laughs> and the interesting thing was is that I didn't. Uh-huh. And uh, I tell you, I have a coach now, and um, it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, I mean, it's just, you know, that coach is, is I mean, like I'm telling my my cohort women, are, and they're they're seeing from me. You know, the coach um, uh, keeps you accountable, right? <laughs> Which is really nice, and you know, gets you thinking about well, what's really on your mind today. That's what you know comes into my coaching when I am with my coach. What's on your mind today, Susan? And what are we going to talk about? And you know, I really, sometimes I think about it and sometimes I don't, but wow, by the end of that hour, yeah. you know, I've got a whole new lease on life. One of the things that, uh, Kathy, and I like to say about coaching, and I think you've uh, illuminated it really well, Susan, is one is you just have the time to think deeply about things. Right. Two, they bring in a ton of different resources, connections, networks. And then three is the accountability. And so those three things, uh, you know, the depth, the resources, and the accountability uh, you know, hard to do all on your own. Well, that's true, and and I think that that's what I'm learning about my book. My book is a great read. Everybody says, Susan, this is a great read. It's got a lot of information in it, your plans, etc. And we all know we need to do it, but it's not until you have somebody there uh-huh. uh, that is going to hold you accountable that you're going to really get the power out of what's in that book. Right. And that's what I found with my cohort, and that's why I'm excited about moving forward with, with coaching um, uh, high-performing women. Well, I can do that for men, too, but uh, high-performing women to be all they can be is to bring the book alive and bring that uh, accountability in the forefront because one of the critical things about being the CEO is you have to spend time on yourself. And if you don't have that time with your coach, have you really scheduled time in your calendar for me, Inc.? Oh, Susan, that's so meaningful. And I just want to have you hold that thought because I know you're going to say something else wonderful because we're going to go to a break. So come right back. This is Leadership
Bottom line in business. Voice America Business. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. What can you tell me about SkillsUSA? SkillsUSA teaches you employability skills. So you know how to deal with people, you have teamwork, your resume is going to look awesome. Well, it's important to know your technical skills, but not only that, to have soft skills, the skills of learning how to communicate with people. web at skillsusa.org. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50 to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group training, and as an electrifying conference speaker for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and H2C to your team, visit her blog at kathygreenberg.com. That's Kathy with a C, greenberg.com. And click on the H2C link. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers, with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. Today we're talking with uh, Susan Butler, the author of Become the CEO of You, Inc., and I just wanted to mention her website, which has a uh, newsletter and uh, other aspects that you can see, and that is uh, www.sbbinstitute.org. Is that, is that right, 
Susan? That's, that's correct. On the upper right-hand corner of my homepage, you can sign up for my uh, newsletter. My uh, newsletters are also archived there, but sign up and you'll get it most, mostly on a monthly basis. Okay. I take a couple months off, but it's mostly a monthly newsletter. Great. Well, right before the break, we were talking about um, Time for Me, Inc., and maybe you can say a little bit more about that, and then we'll get into your other points as far as your model. Right. Uh, one of the key things that a CEO does, obviously, for a successful company is spend time on that company. And for us to have a successful company, we obviously need to spend time. But when was the last time that you, you actually put time in your calendar for yourself? Um, well, I had a friend who was, we were in the Covey training together, and we were talking about time management, and, and he said that there's an immovable time slot Thursday afternoon for an hour that, unless it's a dire emergency, never gets moved. And that, he said, that's when I take Kevin out for a cup of coffee. His name is Kevin. When I take Kevin out for a cup of coffee, I'll go down to McDonald's, and I have a chat with Kevin in my head, obviously. Uh, but it's all about, well, what happened last week? What's happening this week? What did I learn last week? What am I going to do, do differently? And how am I going to move myself forward? It's just time for yourself. I saw Kevin recently, and he's a like really top person at Accenture today. I said, Kevin, I tell this story about you. And he says, well, it's all true. He said the only real difference is that... Uh, now I go to Starbucks instead of McDonald's. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it is important to take time for you. Some people say you need to book in the day. You start in the morning and you think five or ten minutes or even more about, you know, how your day's going to be. Are you ready? What are the things you've got to look out for? Be prepared for, et cetera. And then bookend it at the end of the day saying, how did I do? What did I learn? Maybe journal. Some people are journaling. I wish I did. I wish... You know, and more people are journaling now, and, and it's really very, very helpful to get your thoughts down. Um, but find time for yourself. You can't be successful without it. Your company won't be. I can, well, it may be, but it'll be more successful if you spend time on yourself. When, when you are uh, helping people uh, to really understand how to become the CEO of you, you talk about... What is your product? How do you package yourself? How do you market yourself as, as though you were a product or a service? Can you tell us more about you know, why these are so important to you, Inc.? Well, every company has to have a product. And, and you know, when you go out for a job offer, you're selling your product to XYZ company. And, and, or in, like when I was looking to get promoted to partner, somebody said, Susan, you need to um, act like a partner. You need to think like a partner. And I needed to have a product that proved that I could be a partner. My mentor said, Susan, you need to prove before you get to the job that you want, you need to prove that you can do it. And then it's going to make it a whole lot easier to get promoted because your advocate's going to say, well, she should be promoted. She's been doing it for you know, a year and a half, and she's ready. Well, my product was ready. My packaging. You know, do you, do you ever ask people about the impression that you leave and how your packaging, how you present yourself might be improved? Um, and 
and to think about how your packaging needs to probably improve to be whatever it is you want to be. So those are really important aspects. And then marketing, being visible, doing your own marketing for yourself as well as having others do it for you. But but know that that you're you're responsible for visi- for your own marketing. So uh, one of the other uh, your third point that we want to talk about, Susan, before we end here, is um, how can you be sure when you develop your plan that it's workable, it's realistic, it's reasonable. And you talk about in your book, there are three points that we need to consider when evaluating this plan. Well, I think about it's the first point is obviously the one we talked about earlier about taking responsibility um, of who you are. Um, and that, that's a big step, to be the CEO. Take responsibility for who it is you want to be. I think the second point then is to do a good evaluation of where you are today. Be honest of who you are today and how do you evaluate yourself and how do others evaluate yourself. And then, and thirdly then, to figure out where it is you want to be and truly say, well, okay, now what am I going to have to do to enhance myself, my product, to get from where I want to be to get to where I envision myself in the future and to then put this plan together. Um, and and what, what I'm doing with my cohort is they're putting together their one-year plan to move themselves forward on their path to their three- to five-year overall plan. And that's what we're working with our, with our coaching sessions. So then you get people on your team and, like, going to Kathy and say, gee, Kathy, you know Accenture. You know, does this seem realistic? This is where I am. This is where I need to be. Now, can I do this in three to five years? And to get confirmation or some pushback that says, well, you know, maybe you're going to have to do this and this and this, and it may take you a little longer. Or people will say, it's great. Let me help you open doors to help make it happen. So... Um, that's the old, that's the important of how your team works with you, how you get people to help you make things happen for you rather than let things happen to you. Susan, you have a great quote in your book. You say, all that is necessary to break the spell of inertia and frustration is this act. Act as if it were impossible to fail. And your attitude and, and your, your actions will help you truly engage the success of you, Inc. Can you comment on that? Well, you know, all of this is about your mindset, Kathy. You know, and, and I, I had a mentor once that told me, said, Susan, you're good. You can do anything you set your mind to do. And, you know, there are people, uh, and I think Ken Blanchard talked about this on your last interview, there are people that, Try to get you down and try to say you can't do this or you can't do that. And, and I listened to them because they did that to me. We hear that all the time. Oh, yeah. Everybody um, does. But, but you listen to them and you learn from them and you say, and I, I get upset and I go stand in front of the mirror and I'd say, Susan, you're good. You know, pat yourself on the back and you're good. Go make things happen for you. And, and don't let this person get you down. But you also need to be able to talk, pe- talk to people. I got into this big discussion the other day. You know, guys, 
you know, something happens to them today, you know, and by tomorrow they've forgotten about it. For women, something happens to them today and they'll let the mount, uh, molehill grow into a mountain. And, and you've got to get rid of that kind of stuff, that negativity, because you're wasting time and energy. So, Well, Susan, I want to thank you so much. And we just want to give our listeners your, your uh, website again, www.sbbinstitute.org. So, Susan, thank you very much, and hopefully I better go to your website, get your book, get some of your more tips from your newsletter. This is uh, Leadership Development News, signing off, and thank you, Susan. Thank you. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you're leaving us today with some great ideas and inspiration from today's top leaders. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel. Up-to-date business and financial news. Money, money. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business.